Welcome to this special edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller, thanks for joining us. This is complimentary to the podcast that we did on Thursday, basically just talking about how we can stay on the positive side of these aspects and also how we can both direct and steer our life. And as you're about to hear in this excerpt from an audio book that I narrated for Fred Dodson, how we can also just let go of the oar and kind of let life unfold on its own. You know, when I put this story that you're about to hear together with what I learned narrating the audiobooks for Steve Forrest, the way Steve incorporates the two is that the chart gives us the big picture. In other words, in this example that you're about to hear, the chart is the river. And then life brings synchronicities our way in order to give us the challenges that we need to grow, stretch our muscles, fulfill our karma, take on new purposes, etc. In the river analogy, that's the rocks and the current and the fast water and the slow water and the alligators and the whole package. I've told my story in the Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast and even talked about it in the interview that I did with Amanda for Astrology Hub, talking about how I was like clueless. I was in the river trying to drag my boat out of the river over to another river because there's always a better river somewhere or constantly paddling upstream to the point of exhaustion, trying to go anywhere but with the flow. Well, things are certainly different now, and even with the launch of this new Robert Glasscock podcast, that was simply the result of being in the river, not holding the oar tightly, and allowing things to unfold. And when you do that, it really is brilliant what can happen in your life. If you had met me 15 years ago, the message would have been, don't do what I'm doing. Today, the message is, you know, I've done a lot of work, kind of figured some things out, and have a message to share. If that message can help and encourage and bless you, then that honors my path and makes me feel really good about everything that I've been through. The excerpt that you're about to hear appeared in two audiobooks, Reality Creation Technique, which I believe I also mentioned this week as a way to offset that counteracting energy. When, In other words, whenever we come up with a particular thought, like I'm going to publish an astrology book, and then all of a sudden here comes the bombardment of, no, you can't. You've never done that before. You don't have any idea of what you're doing. You're not experienced enough. Blah, 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 blah. There are too many books out there on that same topic. That's when you are able to neutralize all of that monkey mind chatter until it has no impact on the outcome. Then you're free and clear to step on into the space that you're creating. The other book that it came from was Levels of Energy, which is Fred's seminal work. Basically, it's his platform of understanding everything else that he's written about comes from putting all of the human experience on a scale and then understanding the relativity of that scale. It's the starting place if you want to get into Fred Dodson's work. So without further ado, let's listen to this excerpt called The Stream of Life. The Stream of Life Life is a stream that always flows, whether you like it or not. Resist the flow, and it overwhelms you. Swim with it, and you can use it to your advantage. It was already flowing when you arrived to it and it will always reach the destination it is meant to reach. The stream diverges from and converges into several different streams, 
each of them representing a different reality. You are sitting in a boat that is floating with the stream. You've been given oars to paddle. With these oars, you can try to go against the stream or paddle quicker with the stream. None of these two are necessary to reach the destination that is perfect and natural for you. Merely sitting in the boat will be enough for you to arrive exactly where life has ordained. Paddling against the stream, going upstream, is what most people call life. This type of struggle is a waste of energy and does not lead you to your most ideal and natural destination. Instead, it slows your progress. If it has any benefit at all, it's that it makes you stronger. The only reason someone would paddle upstream is because she does not trust that the river is taking her to the right place speedily and efficiently. She has lost her basic trust in life, the universe, and God, and feels the need to paddle elsewhere. Another reason for paddling upstream could be because she was taught that resistance solves problems. She will exert herself until she becomes so exhausted she gives in to the natural stream again. Many believe that where the stream is taking them is not to their liking and that life must be a fight. But most are somewhere in between. While they go with the flow sometimes, they break often with their oars because they don't want to go too fast Going too fast, they think they'd be unable to enjoy their current surroundings, or that they would crash into a rock sticking out of the water. Going with the stream does not necessarily mean going with the mainstream, the stream on which everyone else is going. There are many streams, and many other side streams that diverge from and converge into each other. Going with the stream, downstream, means joining a life force that is more powerful and efficient than what you could do on your own. It means to make use of the strong current already there, already available, already accessible. From where you most likely stand as a normal human being, there are various alternatives to the half-crazed and hysterical upstream paddling widely practiced. People who use these, quote, alternatives, which are not really alternative but actually normal, are sometimes referred to as wizards, magic people, or powerful people. This is rather funny because it is actually the other way around. Those who go with the stream of universal possibility are actually those who are behaving naturally. Those who experience so-called miracles are actually experiencing a normal part of life, while those who try paddling or even swimming upstream all the time are behaving abnormally to our natural state. Leading a good and successful life takes some discipline and effort in terms of focusing and bringing the boat into alignment with the stream. But this is not the type of effort you might think is required. You don't have to deserve success. Make it, reach it, fulfill it, achieve it, or create it. It is a given, a birthright, normal. It actually happens by itself when you are your most natural self.
you have been taught that your action is what moves mountains. Contrast this belief by looking around you. Look at the trees, the stars, the mountains. Look at whatever you see outside of your window. The sun, the grass, the leaves, the sand. Has any of this come about by you? Or is it much more a result of life itself, of some divine force? Take a minute to look around at all the things that already exist without you having needed to do anything. Will you admit that almost everything that exists and is happening without any deliberate involvement or work required from you? Let's look at the obvious. If I asked you to create a plant, would you start trying to glue and paste sticks and leaves together, or simply put a seed into the ground and let nature's force take care of it? There is some type of force creating all of this, isn't there? It doesn't matter if you view it scientifically, evolution, the Big Bang, or religiously, God, or spiritually, the universe, the field. You can witness a force creating all manners of things with ease, beauty, and elegance. How much effort would you have to invest in order to achieve only one single structure that this force produces by the trillions? Do you see how it is not your job to create the stream, but only to choose a stream? Do you think that if you learned more about this force, that it would be more worthwhile than anything else? Could you then perhaps align with this force to have your life run more smoothly and be more fulfilling? If this source can create entire galaxies, it shouldn't have a problem creating the comparatively minor stuff on your personal wish list, should it? The stream we have been talking about is an energy stream not visible with the eyes, but available to feel with the inner sense. Feeling at ease is an indicator that you are going with the stream. Feeling at dis-ease is an indicator of going against the stream. You can let energy pass through, come and go. But the moment you try to build up a dam or push it, it stays stuck in your own body and energy field. There are several alternatives to the struggling-to-survive state of mind and energy. One option is to simply let go of your oars. This would mean letting go of all control and resistance. What will happen? Your life speeds up and you arrive at the right destinations more quickly. It is not you making things happen anymore. It is full surrender and trust in the life force in the divine. On a daily life basis, this would mean that you let go of your plans, goals, to-do lists, and quit trying to get, and generally just look at what feels good and right in the moment. While feeling good, you would know that you are flowing downstream, with the stream. And when feeling bad, you would know that you are paddling upstream again and so you would let go of the oars again. Interesting, isn't it? You let go of the oars, but they are still hanging at the side of the boat, ready to be picked up again. 
Nothing is ever lost. You would not use your bad feelings as a cause to paddle even harder. This is a common mistake people make. But as a cause to realign with the stream. A cause to relax again. For some, the thought of complete surrender is frightening. What these people don't understand is the paradox that loss of all control is full control. From a mental perspective, this is a contradiction. If allowing yourself to be washed away in a stream of joy, straight to where you belong in the nature of things, is too frightening for you, you don't have to let go of the oars entirely. But you could at least loosen your grip on them a little bit. You hold them so tight that your knuckles turn white. This is wasted energy. Let go of them for a minute. Take a deep breath and relax. You see? The oars are still there. Nothing has changed except that you are no longer wasting energy. Look around while listening to this. You are most likely sitting or lying down. You are not in a wild stream, but floating down a gentle river. You don't have to hold on too tight. If you don't want to let go of the oars and follow the path of least resistance and highest simplicity, the more simple and natural something is, the more real and therefore effective it is, then you might want to at least stop paddling upstream. Besides, paddling upstream, you don't stand a chance. If you think you can beat the flow of things, you will be disillusioned. Some people who come to practice reality creation in my courses are megalomaniacs who actually think that reality creation means getting to your destination despite swimming upstream. Others think it means building new artificial rivers, which might be possible with extreme exertion, but it's not necessary to arrive at what you wish for. Where do the rivers of life lead? They all flow into the vast ocean. In this analogy, that would be the sea of consciousness, or ocean of energy, what some mystics call enlightenment, and what I call the oceanic states, or the blue states. But why do some wizards not actively seek out enlightenment? Because they know that's where they came from, and that's where they'll float back to naturally. This is why I do not teach ascension or enlightenment. Trying to achieve these things presupposes separation from that ocean. It presupposes that this is not your native state, not where you come from, and not where you are already going by setting your compass toward positive energy. Why strive for something that is going to happen anyway? The only reason millions of people in history have been striving to be elsewhere is out of the presupposition that the way things are, the way this planet was created, is somehow wrong, and that the natural order and harmony of things is somehow disturbed. There is absolutely nothing wrong with this planet. It is meant to be a little difficult and contrasting, so that you can learn to exercise choice between positive energy and less positive energy. Believing life is negative causes us to struggle upstream again. 
However, it is not the outside world that is at fault. It is one's own view of things and behavior that feels bad, trying to swim upstream in order to arrive at some goal. And without the bad feeling, we wouldn't know wrong from right, life nurturing from life stifling. And the book goes on into commentary, basically, but the story continues for about, oh, we're about the halfway point. So if you'd like to hear that whole story, it's in the second half of Reality Creation Technique, and then also, of course, in Levels of Energy. Both available on Audible, and you do not need a subscription. You can just buy the book individually or on iTunes or Apple Books now. Thanks so much for listening. See you back on the regular podcast on Monday. Have a great weekend.